Welcome aboard Bus One. We're on our way to Pilot's Knob, Indiana. We've got some time to kill. Let's play some trivia. Gamers, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alec. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Oh, hello, it's me, Cameron. Yeah! Hi, I'm Max. As you may have gathered from our previous episodes, this game will consist of three rounds, each supposedly increasing in difficulty as we go along. Answer a question correctly in round one, and you'll be rewarded with one point. Answer a question correctly in round two, and you'll take home a whopping two points. Answer a question correctly in round three for the Grand Slam mother load of three Ew. points. <laughs> the dripping wet three <laughs> points. That's right. We will be using a buzzer throughout the game, which means that whoever buzzes in and answers correctly gets the points. Uh, remember, no Googling. Violators will be shamed for eternity. And don't forget the challenge rule. For at least one question in this game, I will give a fake answer to one of the questions. Once per game, each of you can challenge what I reveal as the correct answer. If you correctly guess which is the fake answer, you will be awarded three points. If you incorrectly guess a fake answer that turns out to be true, you will lose three points. Multiple players may challenge the same question. And uh, keep track of your own points, because the most points wins at the end. Says who? Jesus. So today, my name is Connor. I will be hosting this episode. I was on the fence about which topic I wanted to choose for this episode, and I didn't fully decide until I saw uh, who we had signed up to play today. Uh oh. However, I do have some very fond memories with each of you and I sharing this topic together. Uh-oh. Do you have any guesses on what the topic might be? Um... Uh, <laughs> friendship. Friendship. That's a good one. Whiskey. Max is really close. Yeah, I was just gonna say, is it just drinking in general? <laughs> Degeneracy. Today's topic is in fact alcohol. Oh, yeah, so baby. Oh wow. Grab your drinks and let's get ready to trivia. Here we go. Round one. Before we get to consuming anything, I think we should learn how our beverages make their way to our glasses. Round one will consist of how it's made questions. Ooh. All right. Question one. This question goes out to my personal favorite of the alcohols, beer. Yes. The four main ingredients used to brew all beer are water, grain, hops, and what microorganism? Connor, the correct answer is yeast. That would be correct. The good kind. There are two main types of yeast used in beer brewing. Lager yeast, resulting in beer such as your Bud or Coors Light, and ale yeast, which delivers beer ranging from your bright summery IPAs to your dark roasty stouts. Dark roasty stouts. Mm. Band name. What a thunk. (laughs) It, It can only be a band if it was just a bunch of big guys, though. The dark roasty stouts. Dark roasty stouts, big burly guys. Yeah, all with beards and half sleeves on their left arms. So Cameron, you get a point. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, question two. Claimed as the intellectual property of Mexico in 1974, tequila is produced by fermenting the juice of which succulent plant? I'm going to go with Max on that one. I forgot to clear the buzzers. Second buzz. <laughs> the third buzz. <laughs> What you got, Max? Agave. Damn. Agave is correct. Uh, Tequila is specifically made from the Weber Blue Agave plant in just five Mexican states, and the juice is drawn from the core of the plant, otherwise known as the piña. As the what? The piña. Okay. 
<laughs> a little close for comfort there. Yeah. I really need to buzz in faster because I soon I'm not going to know any of these. Buzzer is unlocked. We are ready to go for question three. One of the most frequent discussions I've had on a night out with friends is oh. what distinguishes different forms of whiskey. For example, Irish whiskey and scotch share the same ingredients of barley, malt, and water but scotch gains a particular flavor from the smoke used to dry the barley. This smoke is made by burning which Scottish native fuel? Dang it, Cameron! I have Cameron first. I'm gonna go peat. Peat is correct. Very cool. Uh, peat is an accumulation of partially decayed biomass and is more prominently featured in scotch made in northern Scotland. Peat also happens to be a major carbon sink and is responsible for storing up to 42% of all soil carbon on Earth. Let's Jesus. hear it for Pete. Good job, Pete. Yeah, I heard he's got a huge wiener. Uh, Pete for sure. Yuck. Yeah, Pina. <laughs> he's got a huge Pina. Big you catch my drift. Pete. Good deal. All right, question four. <laughs> oh, Good deal. Question four. Invented by the Inuits, native to Arctic regions, this form of wine is made by fermenting a bottle of water and which dead animal in the sun? What? <laughs> Excuse me? No, I think I... Which <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? <laughs> yeah, can I'm you say... <laughs> <laughs> Invented by the Inuits, native to Arctic regions, okay. this form of wine is made by fermenting a bottle of water and which dead animal in the sun? Which dead animal? Um, Cameron? A snow hare? A snow hare is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, figure. Um, a seal? <laughs> it is not a seal. Alex, a polar bear. I gotta go with moose. You're going with moose. Moose is unfortunately incorrect. Can we keep going? I'm going to be really mad. You got another guess? I was going to say yeah. penguin, but then I remember wrong that's direction. Not the right side. It's not penguin. Uh, I'm going to go with some kind of Arctic is it a bird. Puffin? That's very close. Uh, do I have Could to you get... name a bird? Say penguin. It's not a penguin. It's an Arctic <laughs> Sir, for a dollar, name a bird. <laughs> Any bird? Big bird. Seagull? Max with the seagull. Damn. Seagull? Hey. It is in fact a seagull. Seagull. Man, you know what? I knew that. That totally was not random guesses at all. I actually knew that. That's the way it goes. Seagull wine. Seagull wine can be made using a whole dead seagull or parts of one. Ew. Multiple sources list Suzanne Donahue as one individual to have tried it, and she likens it to drinking the fluid from inside a Toyota carburetor. Um, She's done how that. She's drank that as well. Surprise. <laughs> I suppose. What do you mean inside a carburetor? Like fuel? Whatever you pull from inside of there. <laughs> I don't know about it tastes cars. Like that. This is in the Cars trivia episode, thankfully. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I'll host a Cars trivia episode, but it's not going to be anything to do with what actual cars. What does a carburetor just about... do? <laughs> no. Alec, let me finish. <laughs> oh, the movie Cars. Yeah. No. All three movies Cars. Except for Cars mm, 2, because that shouldn't The count. trilogy. Don't, and, uh, don't you fret. Uh, Kung Fu Panda trilogy trivia coming down the pipeline. Coming down the pipeline. I was worried for a second. Why are we defaming Cars too? It's pretty bad. Honestly, film. I don't want to hear any slander it's, there. It's is this this irrelevant. is slander because Cars two is not. Did irrelevant. you notice how in Cars three they just didn't reference anything that happened <laughs> in Cars two? <laughs> yeah, turns out that Super Spy is a separate adventure. It's a zany adventure. A zany James oh, Bond God. movie where there are cars for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> 
exactly right. what we needed. And Larry the Max Cable Guy is there. Wait, do I actually get a point for that? I you just get a point for single one. Yeah. Okay. Well, You're I'll the first it. one to get the right answer. Oh, I didn't know that still counts. Guys, I swear in my life I'm going to buzz in first on one of these questions. Question five. To give us a nice palate cleanser after that seagull wine, Campari is a bright red bitter liqueur, which can be served prior to a meal to cleanse the palate and wet the appetite. Originally, the bright red color in Campari was achieved by using crushed insects, but this practice was retired in which year? For context, Campari was invented in 1860. Ms. Bosbo, I got you first. Is it just going like closest year? Yeah. I'll go... 1930s. 1935. Okay, okay. Let's hear from Alec and Cameron, too. We'll go Alec next. 1978. Going a little later. Okay. Cameron? I want to box Max out and go 1936, baby. Is that earlier or later? Later. Later. In 1935? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay. I forgot which number you said. Uh, so Max would be the closest. Shit. Uh, Gaspar Campari was forced to cease his use of cochineal insects in 1861, just a year after launching the drinks brand, due to cases of food poisoning reported by customers. The low alcoholic content of the beverage was not enough to kill pathogens transmitted by the insects, which were used to dye the liquor after the distilling process had been completed. These insects are still used today in non-consumable goods, such as fabric and cosmetics. Little do our contestants know that this was the fake answer. Looks like they were fooled this time. Hmm. Oh, so instead of ingesting it, you just put it on your face. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. Yeah, and just fine. don't lick it. Where do you think red comes from, Cameron? The bugs. Um, physics? Nope. It's actually bugs. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the bugs. <laughs> Can you elaborate on how we get red from physics, though? <laughs> yeah, like light, you know? The, the, well, some bugs t- invented like, that. Like, if you make something red. Sometime, make sometimes, something thing, you know, sometimes things wiggle. Cameron's wiggling his finger in a suggestive manner for the listeners at home. No, this is my pointer finger. This is not a suggestive finger. (laughs) I don't know. It could be. (laughs) Depends on how you see it. What is the most suggestive finger? Pinky. Um, Ew. (laughs) Opposite ends of the spectrum there. I'll split it up the middle with the middle finger. Yeah. Connor, that hurt. (laughs) All right. Round one is complete. Can we get a score check? Three. Dose. Zero. Oh, I'd hate to be that guy. Not to fret. We have plenty more trivia left. Says uh, But between rounds, we could play a little mini game if you guys are up for it. I do like mini games. <gasps> like <Sure>. Mario Party. <laughs> so today, I thought we would play Fuck, Mary Kill with different beverages. Ooh. Uh... I thought you were going to say bugs. Thinking about bugs. <laughs> Different bugs. Blue bug, <laughs> no red <thanks>. bug, yellow <laughs> bug. So it's like drink it once, drink it forever, or never drink it again kind of thing. <laughs> or kill if it. If you want to see it like that. That's how I, I like that, Max. Oh, okay. I don't... What are the beverages? I don't know how else I'd see it. <laughs> well, so the way that I've played it before, Dante introduced me to this, is it would just be about like, you know, if you, you marry something, if you want to like keep the experience around oh. and you like fuck it, if you just like really want like one really good experience with that and then you kill it if you want to get rid of it. Also like personalities, you know? Exactly. Uh, so we're going to start with fuck, marry, kill, beer, wine, or seltzer. 
Oh, hmm. easy. Fuck wine, marry beer, kill seltzer. Killing seltzer. Seltzer's out the window. I think I'd have to go the exact same. I mean, beer beer's the number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wine is a wine is a horny drink, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why is this why is this episode so sexual? <laughs> it did not need to be this way. <laughs> the alcohol episode. Right from right from the jump. We just we gotta get yeah, all, listen, the, all the I'm not the one the I'm episode. not the one who started talking oh. about pinas. Let's be clear. <laughs> that's the tequila that did it. Yeah, that's the alcohol talking, Max. Blame it on the booze. Alec, what do you think? The way Cameron just said pinas reminded me of one time we were playing um fishbowl <laughs> with my extended family, and the word was uh Stevie Wonder and my grandpa as the clue went black pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, pianist. I would. Can that also be Ray Charles or Ray Charles or probably a lot of other people? You know, but um, what's his name? Uh, Duke. Uh, well, Wellington. Yeah, you're thinking of Beef Wellington. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> I think I probably f wine. Mary beer, kill seltzer, as pro- okay. I think that's what Cameron said. My thoughts on beer have changed drastically in the last year because I used to you become not a like much it. bigger beer drinker. I used to hate it. I used to not like it at all, and now I drink Alec, it all the time. Yeah. I was the same way, but now, like when I get home from work at like two o'clock, I'm like, God, I need a drink. You know, then I crush a six pack. <laughs> that's not true. I've never done that. <laughs> that sounds <a> problematic. <laughs> But dude, sometimes when I get home from work, when you know it's nice out, I'll set up my hammock, grab a brewski, read a book. You know, it's a it's a good time. It's a good time. Those are good vibes. And my favorite brewery of all time is literally three minutes away, so that helps. Are we sponsored? No. Is this the that same is. one that <laughs> makes the cider you're talking about? No, that's a cidery, Alec. Different from Not a brewery. Not doing any of this for free. Oh, how yeah. dare they make cider and beer? I'll have to agree with you guys on the order here. I think I'm with you. Hmm. I like seltzer, though. No offense, seltzer. Yeah, I know some people like to be like, you know, really anti-seltzer, and I'm not that way. Not trying to get. I enjoy it. Anti-seltzer. Seltzer, if you're listening, all love. But I gotta kill you on this one. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to, I'd shoot you in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> See, Cameron, now you sound anti-seltzer. Where's this? Where's the seltzer based anger coming from? I just don't like carbonation and Beer's beer. Yeah, but beer, beer is like not. You just that. married beer. On the scale of carbonation, beer is at the lower end. Seltzer is just pain in the back of my throat, and I just don't like it. That's kind of true. See, doctor. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about whiskey, vodka, or tequila? Oh God. Um, kill vodka straight up. Get it out of here. Just, no just straight, or as uh, however you want it. I'd say however you want it. See, I used to be a big whiskey guy, but now I think I've become more of a mezcal and tequila fan. Ooh, I can respect that. Shaking it up a little. I think I would have to marry tequila, maybe. Oh. <clears throat> I'm learning things about myself here. I didn't even know that was my answer until right now. We're getting introspective on this. <laughs> Heck yeah, brother. It's like therapy. Getting to the important stuff. Amen. I uh, don't like tequila that much, honestly. I like, I don't know. It's fine. I like Marg's, but... I would definitely marry whiskey and F, um, whatever the third one was, vodka, vodka. <laughs> and kill tequila. Don't even know which one it was. I'm just effing it. Yeah, I'm going to go with a real basic uh, white girl answer. Uh, I'm going to fuck with tequila. I'm going to marry vodka. And I'm going to kill whiskey. Really? I'm not a whiskey, not a guy. whiskey guy. I love whiskey, but I, I'm fine with vodka because I just, 
it's so easy to cancel out the taste of it for me that it's like it's fine yeah you know vodka is the thing that will be there for you in hard times and tequila is the thing that you you turn to with shame vodka creates the hard times i don't know about you but i think i've had more bad times with tequila although jägermeister that wasn't even an option for a reason well i i I was going to go into the, the story about one time I did like uh, like twenty Jaeger bombs in thirty minutes, and it was a bad. <laughs> it's a bad hmm, time. That's, for, that's hmm. too much. Interesting. Yeah, I so felt like my heart was beating out of my chest. Yeah, I freaked that's, out. That's too many. Yeah, it was just I don't do energy drinks, and I'm already kind of hyper when I get excited. So <laughs> that much caffeine was um, a bad time. Understandable. Your heart is trying to stop, but it can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to marry whiskey until the end of my days, and I'm going to fuck with tequila because I love me a good margarita, and I'm going to kill vodka because I don't really drink much vodka. Yeah, fair. Do people still, like, make, like, you know, have you guys ever been at a bar and someone's been like, oh, that's a girly drink? No. Because I don't know if I've ever had that very, like, quote-unquote stereotypical, like, TV experience. I haven't either. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's some. I feel like that's the part of the anti seltzer thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. People that's right. like, that's girly. And I'm like, it's. it's or tastes it just fine. Tastes good. It's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. a drink. Why, it's why refreshing. are some flavors masculine or feminine? I'm confused. Sugar is for girls. <laughs> I realized the other day, speaking of like weird things that people like project masculinity onto, I was uh, thinking about it the other day walking into work when I was cold and it was raining. Um, and I was like, man, at one point in my life, I totally thought it was unmanly to wear a jacket and use an umbrella. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm glad like I've moved. A, I'm glad I've moved past that. Harrison, right? What? The president that died of pneumonia like two weeks after getting into office. He did do William. that. Fellas, is it gay to be wet? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes. And No. All right, we want to move on to round two. Yeah, I need some points, please. Here we go. Let's get them for you, Alec. Round two. Now it's time to tie in a concept slightly more modern than alcohol. Money. Uh-oh. Uh, question six. For this question, I have found the price tags for the most expensive bottles of whiskey, tequila, vodka, and wine. I need you to rank these by which variety gets to claim the most expensive bottle, with most expensive being first and least expensive being last. What are they? Whiskey? Whiskey, tequila, vodka, and wine. I have Cameron on the first attempt. It's going to be wine, whiskey, vodka, tequila. Not quite. Mm. That was a good guess. Alec? Okay, I'm going to say wine, tequila, whiskey, vodka. Mm, Still not there. Max? I'm going to switch it up. And go whiskey, wine, tequila, vodka? Mm. Still not quite there. <laughs> Are we going to go through all the permutations of this? Yeah. <laughs> I will I will Four jump in and say that the correct answer is uh, vodka, whiskey, wine, and tequila. Yeah, I could see that. And for the rest vodka of round two, we will go through each of these in order from the bottom up and find out just how expensive all of these are. Okay. I'm scared. I do not even know what realm to guess in. Twelve dollars? Here we go. Question seven. 
Starting at the bottom of our list, a platinum and white gold bottle of Tequila Lay 925, designed by Mexican artist Fernando Altamirano, brought in $225,000 US dollars at auction in 2006, making it the most expensive bottle of tequila to be sold. Another bottle designed by the same artist has yet to be sold, but has been valued as high as 3.5 million US dollars. Literally why? How many diamonds are set into this 1.3 liter vessel still awaiting an owner? Alec, give it a go. 50. It is more than 50. Max? 128. Still more than 128. Cameron? Connor, I'm going 200. Uh, still not quite there. The answer is 4,000 diamonds. I hate oh rich. Oh my god! I literally hate rich people <laughs> so, so much. Unnecessary. Please tell me they're like microscopic diamonds. <laughs> These 4,000 diamonds happen to be set into a five-pound platinum bottle. Yeah, no wonder Why? it costs $3.5 million. Most of the worth is in the jewels. I like to think it's just like Jose Cuervo inside. Like, they didn't spend that much on the tequila. It's that, just, would, yeah. <laughs> that would totally be something that you refill with like, shittier alcohol. It's like saying the most expensive <laughs> chocolate bar is like a solid gold bar with like a Hershey Kiss inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty close. That's honestly not far off. Oh, God, rich people suck. Uh, question eight. In 2018, a single bottle of 1945 Romanay Conti sold for 558,000 US dollars, making it the most expensive bottle of wine ever sold at auction. How many bottles of this Burgundy wine were made? Cameron. I'm going three bottles total. It is more than three bottles total. Bullshit. Max? Say a dozen. Twelve. A dozen bottles. Still more than a dozen. Alec? Thirty-two. 32 bottles. It is actually 600 bottles of this wine that were made. How is it that expensive? There's 600 bottles. So many. Supply and demand. It is from 1945. And I guess this particular vintage was like Uh, supposed to be like crazy well preserved. And after they harvested the grapes that made this wine, they had to tear up all the vines and replant them two years later. So it got kind of crazy. But this standard size bottle outsold the previous record for most expensive wine bottle of any size, which was previously held by a three liter bottle sold in 2007. What's the most expensive bag of wine ever sold? That's my question. <laughs> Cameron's all about that Franzia. Yeah, dude. Now that would be a good like museum modern art exhibit. Just a, wine bags, just bags of a wine. solid bags gold of wine. bag of wine with <laughs> diamonds. Does anyone drink the wine at that point? You just like look at it. No, I've encrusted this. Know. I've encrusted this Franzia box with uh, three thousand diamonds. So it's a real expensive bag of wine. But in, it, but <laughs> it's nothing special. It's literally cardboard with hot glue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a ten dollar bill inside. <laughs> Inside the bag. Yeah. You got to drink it to find out. (laughs) Here we go. Question nine. In 2019, a cask of Macallan whiskey sold at auction for roughly 1.9 million US dollars. Although this cask is sort of cheating by containing roughly 600 bottles worth of 51.1% ABV scotch, this size of container is not unusual for whiskey auctions. For how many years did the whiskey in this record-setting cask age by the time it was sold at auction? I got a buzz from Alex. 75 years. Ooh, okay. Okay, Cameron. Uh, I'm going 77 years. Okay, and Max? I'll go 90 years. 
90 years. This uh, particular cask of whiskey actually aged for 100 years. <laughs> I should have stuck with my gut and not tried to just box Alec out. Yeah, that was pretty rude. Uh, the Century Scotch, as this cask came to be called, was initially found by accident in the Scotch-making greats Rick House after having aged for almost 53 years. The cask was then purposely held until it reached the Century Milestone. Uh-oh. Another fake answer? <laughs> I really hope it tasted bad. Like it was just. Well, you got a lot gross. of tries to find out. Spoiled. <laughs> it just became spicy water. That's all alcohol really is, right? Ranch water. <laughs> yeah, what happens if I leave a keg full of ranch just sit for 100 years? That sounds nasty. Super ranch. Great things. Ranch water ranch is a real wine. drink. What? Are you speaking from experience? Yeah. There's, it's, there's ranch flavored soda. No, ranch water what, is Indiana. Uh, it's a uh, what kind of Midwestern? It's like a vodka is soda, but with tequila. D is there oh, is there okay. any ranch actually in it? No. Oh, I was imagining like you put a little bit of ranch in some water. Yeah, That's I was, what I was hoping as well. But stir it up. It's but, just oh, it like would be so clumpy. Soda Ugh. and lime is all that it is. I hate that. All right. Final question of the second round. Question ten. Aptly named billionaire vodka. Purchasers of the world's most expensive bottle of vodka will receive five liters of liquor filtered over real diamonds, along with access to the brand's 24-7 concierge service. How much does the world's most expensive bottle of vodka cost? Wait, it comes with 24-7 concierge service? Is that what you said? That is correct. So you get, like, slaves with your bottle of vodka? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just, like, I'm really I'm assuming the concierges are paid a wage. Hopefully. <laughs> Cameron, you got the first buzz. I'm going $250,000. $250,000. That was actually a really bad guess. Okay, Max, keep in mind that the uh, last alcohol cost yeah. $1.9 million. Yeah. That's why mine was a really bad guess. <laughs> I was like, something's not adding Sorry, up. I missed a zero, actually. Um, I meant $2.5 million. It was a Freudian yeah. slip. Yeah. I'm going to go $2.75 million. Okay, Alec? Five million. Five million. I bet it's so like So this one's going like... to Max because Gosh, the answer is 3.7 million US dollars. Uh, Why didn't I just go one dollar above Max? Max's guess. Price is right rules. Uh, there is a cheaper half liter bottle of the same vodka, which is available to exclusive bars and restaurants around the world. To just have on the shelf and never give to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Why would you get that when you can get Dan Aykroyd's vodka? He makes vodka now. <laughs> oh? Oh? Yeah, it comes in. It's that one that comes in a skull bottle. It's pretty Oh, oh yeah, I, I have seen that. Doesn't like every celebrity have their own liquor at this point? Yeah. It the is Rock, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Johnny Rich. John Rich. He's a country singer. Blake Shelton. George Clooney. George Clooney. I don't know, Clooney I don't know if Blake Shelton actually has his own liquor, but I know he drinks a lot of it. I just thought the 24-7 concierge service was like a wild add-on. Like you already gave them like a diamond encrusted vodka bottle, and now you're also going to be at their beck and call 24-7. What? What does, what, what do the concierges do? Yeah, like. Like what would you ask of them? I did look at their website. You can get like 
recommendations for like restaurants and you can get added to guest lists at like bars and clubs and you can like book like castles for a weekend <laughs> what the fuck you is know. wrong with people so it's like the best casual stuff ever this is so unnecessary for 3.7 million dollars you can get the groupon too <laughs> i don't know if i've mentioned this yet but i hate rich people <laughs> oh they're fine Get all right right they all work really hard excuse me sorry <laughs> can we get a round Good thing it all trickles down check. am i right <laughs> thanks reagan <laughs> of course how did we not know this is where this episode was going to go with the three of us on here <laughs> i i Talking specifically had that in mind expensive. trying to think about who was going to be the most upset <laughs> <laughs> it's not even anger anymore it's just like acceptance of the sad state of the world Woo, trivia! Yay, alcohol! <laughs> Can we get a round two score check? Seven. Two. Mm, zero. <laughs> Alex still at zero points. I think points. Max got all the points that round. No, he couldn't have. No, I only got two, right? Well, I thought you only had two in the last one, Cameron. I do, and I still only have two. Yeah, so Max is the only well, one Well, something's that's not good. adding up. I think a lot of them we didn't get. Yeah, a lot of them yeah. we didn't get. Hey, Connor, uh, you know, uh, not to be, you know, shameless, but if you want to throw a pity point my way, I won't say no. Why would you? There may, be, there may be some pity points uh, to be I'd had. say no. Why would you? Uh, I think I'd sorry, Max, you're not in charge. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Logan well, just okay. gave you can... me five points last time, so. Logan gave you two points last time. I didn't accept them. But I, actually, listening back, he asked an extra question. Oh, did he? Yeah. He did, right? Yeah. He asked six questions in round three, right? He did. He asked okay, a I, bonus I, question so that I could get five points. <laughs> I thought I was losing my mind. When I thought I, I was too. I'm like, didn't he? It has come time for our ad break. Would anyone like to make any ads today? I did last week. Max, it's your first time on the- Cameron, you got it. Uh, I, I did not prepare. I never have, and I've never done an ad break because I don't know. I'm not. um, It's your turn. It's your time to shine, then. That's right. Bust it out. It is your lucky day. Do you want to live in a better world? Do you want people to stop taking advantage of the ecosystem and the environment? Read a book. Go to a protest. Revolt against the corporate overlords. I don't really know where I'm going with this. How many of those steps have you done, Cameron? Get class conscious, people. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Just what people come to a trivia podcast for. You know, just in case, I'll do a little bonus one. Uh, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case, um, what Cameron meant to say is... uh, Buy Mighty Beans. They are still around and you can play with them. And it'll make you forget about all that stuff Cameron said. The world is a dark and endless void. Oh my god. Eat Arby's. I'm ready to open up my wallet now. Mighty Beans, the cure for uh, existential dread. But don't swallow them. That's why I don't do ad reads. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Who's ready for round three? Now that our alcohol has been purchased, we can all kick back and enjoy some stories of alcohol's influence on world history. Question 11. After landing on the moon, Apollo astronauts only had so many ways to occupy their time while on the lunar surface. While Alan Shepard chose to golf, one astronaut chose to consume alcohol. Name that astronaut. Yeah, that gives me strong Buzz Aldrin vibes. You are spot on, Cameron. Could you give me a guess as to what uh, Buzz Aldrin did with said alcohol? Uh, I imagine he drank it. (laughs) 
Buzz Aldrin was actually the only astronaut to consume alcohol on the moon and did so while taking communion with a chalice gifted to him by his oh, wow. church at home. Well, don't you have to like have someone there for that? Yeah. Well, what denomination? God is everywhere. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> uh, I believe it was a. Mm, okay, I was going to say the Catholics would never stand for that. Communion. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. I guess uh, NASA also didn't like advertise that he had done that because there were protests over like separation of mm, church and state. I wonder if you could yeah. find it in newspaper paper headline. The government paid for Buzz Aldrin to take communion on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> communion. communion. Good job, Cameron. There's three I, points. I, I, I've been on a roll with the moon-related trivia, except the whole day-night thing. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I've been reading up. No, and I already I forgot into that. It's about a month, Alec. It is? Yeah, it's 28 days. The lunar day. I found a very helpful infographic in case you're curious. I'll I'll take your word for it. No, I'll share it. We'll post it on the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Question 12. In the 18th century, British naval sailors were rationed rum on a daily basis because the high alcohol content kept the liquid from spoiling while being stored on board. How many ounces of rum were these sailors rationed on a daily basis? Got Alec first on this one. Daily ounces of rum. Gotta go with That's right. 64. <laughs> That's so it's a much rum. of straight rum. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated. Connor. Daily. <laughs> These sailors are on the floor. <laughs> uh, Cameron, go ahead. I, I, for with some your reason, guess. I want to say six. It's not quite six ounces. Uh, Max, would you like to take a guess? It is 10 ounces. Damn. So that'll go to max. Oh, okay. Dang Uh, it. The sailors use this daily ration to help fight scurvy by mixing the rum with water, brown sugar, and lemon juice, resulting in the concoction you may know as grog. Grog is a real thing. It is a real thing. And also the recipe sounds just kind of the name for a troll in most fantasy worlds. That's a trog. (laughs) This is grog. Thank you. Or troll. No, you're thinking of that thing that ribbits. over here. No, Alec, that's a frog. A grog is that thing that you There's not um, that many accidentally <laughs> step in on your way to Mordor. I don't know. Oh, Cameron, that's a bog? Yes. What you're thinking of is what clouds your vision driving on an early morning. You're thinking of fog. Maybe I should stop it I, since I started it. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Good minigame. Good minigame. Dog was also going to be my next thing. With a blog. Dog. Oh, my God. Wow. That's a core memory. What? All right. Here we go. Question 13. One American president's wife blamed an absent bodyguard for their husband's death because he abandoned post to grab a drink with colleagues at the time the president was assassinated. Which president may have been saved had their bodyguard not been so thirsty? I've got Alec first. The only one I could think of is Abraham Lincoln. Bingo! Three points for Alec. I think it was JFK. Uh, John Parker was assigned to the president that fateful night in Ford's Theater after accepting an invitation from the president's coachman and footman to visit the saloon next door to the theater. I did not know that. Who knows where we would have been had they just had he just said, like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, we would have seen a show in the theater that Abraham Lincoln was almost shot. <laughs> would have been way less cool. Yeah. It would probably we would probably just call it the Ford Theater. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, this That's there right. is an attempt here. And then that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Mary Todd Lincoln, I guess, held a grip. I could have get why. Yeah, I could 
It's a tough I'd position. I'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I'd be pleased. Be a little bothered. <laughs> I'd be like, that's it. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last buddy, straw. <laughs> The worst part about Abraham Lincoln getting shot in the head is he didn't die immediately. Like it was like uh, like twelve hours or so until he, you know. Uh, oh God, I almost said finally bit the bullet, but it seems a little yeah, long. Really, just bringing this. It was in the back, back of his head. Back actually, back to the <laughs> big downer again. <laughs> yeah, the CIA killed JFK. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, here we are. I saw question fourteen. Researchers have found 20 clay tablets depicting beer recipes from Sumerians in Mesopotamia between 3000 and 2000 BC. In the Sumerian epic of Gilgamesh, his rival hero Endiku is initially born in the wilderness, but transforms into a civilized and cultured human after meeting a prostitute and partaking in how many cups of beer? Cameron with the first crack. Um, I don't know, 99? Hmm. It's a little much. That'd be a lot of beer. Yeah, I thought he was a. How big is the was cup? A wild man. Ooh, that's a good question. On how big is the cup? The epic did not Ooh, specify. So it could be ninety nine. Uh, Max eight. Go eight. Opposite Ooh, end of the spectrum. Okay. Okay. Got a smaller number there, <laughs> Alec. Maybe I should do a middle number, <laughs> like twelve. <laughs> Ooh. Still gonna be for Max. What? He had seven cups of beer. I was gonna say oh, seven, but I always no. say seven, and then I was like, I'm just saying seven because I like the number seven. So I picked eight. I should have the one time I don't. So say I'm gonna seven. go seven. I don't know plus what you're complaining about. You got the points. <laughs> I know, but I just I wish no, I would have said seven. No, you're now. stupid. You should be ashamed. I am ashamed. <laughs> Ninety nine <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. That's why I said that number. But apparently, seven is the magic number for becoming a civilized human. Really? And later in the story, a barmaid counsels Gilgamesh to give up his quest for the meaning of life and simply enjoy what it has to offer, including beer. Smart. So these were all deleted scenes from the Eternals? <laughs> is that what this is? I suppose so. You missed where Gilgamesh just slammed seven bottles of beer. His cup was pretty big, from what I remember. He could probably handle that many and still be like, fine. Depend I guess it really depends on the... Uh alcohol content of the beer seven ipas mm. Ooh. seven natty lights that's not stiff. a problem who's ready for the final question me yeah yeah let's Why go not? let's go question 15 the borgia family an italian aristocratic family reaching their greatest influence during the renaissance were known for taking out their political enemies using poison laced bottles of wine However, some historians believe that the patriarch of the Borgia family was killed by a poison bottle of wine, which was brought to the table by accident while he held which position of power? I've got Cameron first. Um, I'm going to say the whatever the mayor, the equivalent of a mayor is in the Renaissance time. He was different from the mayor, the Renaissance mayor. We're going to go for Alec next. I'm going to say... I think it's I think it's a military thing. I'm going to say a general. Ooh, the general? He was not a general. Max, you want to ring us out here? You seemed to like the military direction. Hey, hey, I would, hey, I would hey, not hey, no meta provide that as a tell. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. No screen yeah, go with Max. Duke then, cuz that's what I was going to say. Ooh, Duke. Duke. 
in Italy. He was not the Duke. He was, the in Duke fact, the Pope. the Pope. The Pope? The okay. Pope? See, Cameron should the Pope. I on So, uh, my first thought was Bishop, <laughs> but I was like, Catholics don't do that. But then I forgot during the Renaissance, Catholics did very much do that. It sounds like this bottle had been intended for a different cardinal, but then got brought to the table Classic by Renaissance Catholic Church. Off the Pope. They poisoned the Pope? Unintentionally. The Pope On was accident. trying to poison a that cardinal, seems, I guess. That's that's good. And this was uh, specifically Pope Alexander VI, who became so disfigured by the time of his demise that no devotee dared to kiss his hands or feet as customs of the time would have I think have they required. still do that. Yuck. The people still kiss the Pope's hands. He yeah. was so gross uh, that they imagine, wouldn't do it. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> uh, like, in your religious beliefs that the Pope is, like, Jesus incarnate on Earth, but he's too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry jesus you look a little worse for wear no thanks part of the wikipedia article also mentioned malaria and like another like insect-borne disease as possible causes of death but i think the poison wine bottle okay cooler. well that is all of our questions can we get a uh end of round three score check 13 5 3 well uh we do still have uh, no questions challenged. Would anyone? No, care I was to thinking about any yeah, questions. Connor. What you got, Cameron? I'm gonna challenge the order of the four liquors. Um, and what is most expensive? Mm. Okay. I do not think it is what you said it was. Okay. Even though there were four other questions. That yeah, were that and that's that how he could get us. You know, he lied in multiple questions. Yeah. <laughs> my brain is that big that I set entire structures around my giant lie. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. Alec, do you care to make any challenges? I don't know. There, are, there's a lot of number ones, and I truly am not smart enough to know if any of them were like way off what they should be. Just, just for my own sake, I'm going to challenge the only one that I got right, which was Abraham Lincoln. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Max, any any challenge from you? You are well ahead of the pack here, but I, I might as well go for it. I'll challenge. The vodka. That doesn't sound like the concierge thing with the vodka. That doesn't make sense to me. Ooh. Uh, their concierge service does exist. Dang. And use their website for a little bit. That is you know, uh, as ridiculous. In-depth lie. Just going really no. in-depth on that one. So, I wouldn't put it past really Yeah, something that, that really crazy good. is absolutely a real thing. <laughs> and uh, Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard did slip away for a drink at the saloon next door. Mm. Cameron, you went with the order the of the entire second round. <laughs> the order of alcohol <laughs> cost. Uh, the the order of alcohol was very strategically structuring the rest of the round, and I did not think to make my lie that elaborate. But I did, in fact, have two challenge questions available Whoa. on this episode. No. The plot yeah. thickens. Double challenge. So the first fake answer was about how long Campari was dyeing their liquor with crushed insects. Uh, so I originally said that it only took them a year to find cases of food poisoning, but they actually had been using the insects for natural colorant up until 2006, and uh, they I only changed it. due to supply issues, uh, likely a death knell is what the internet said among the insects. 
and they are still used to produce the natural red colorant in fabric and cosmetics. That is still true. Hmm. I knew it would be like way later. Is it than the we same thought. bug yeah. that they used to use in red vines? vines? Beetles. It's a beetle, I think. Is this red number five or oh. whatever? No, it's that's mambo oh. number five. Wouldn't be surprised if it was used in something else, though. It sounds pretty. Or love potion number five. Dye. Oh god, number nine. Number nine. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. The other fake answer that I had was about the century scotch. Mm. So the uh, cask of scotch was actually aged for 28 years. It was packaged up in 1991. In addition to claiming a record-setting price tag, the cask was also auctioned off with an NFT of an abstract no. representation of the cask no. based on an oil painting. Ooh. No! Crypto Bros were striking as early as 2019. Oh, I hate what is an NFT guy. NFTs are actually stupid. I can see the appeal of Bitcoin. I can, I get it. I get it. But NFTs, literally, they're just so dumb. But have you seen the board? I don't care. Yacht Club, they're so cool. I think they're dumb, but there's a lot of things people collect that you know other people think is dumb and that they attach value to. So. I don't see how it's any different than like people who collect stamps and spend like thousands That's of dollars That's different. On stamps. It's a f- those are physical things. Yeah, but to they, them it doesn't matter. But they're they, not even they collecting it. Whatever they, they assign value to. They don't own it. The best analogy yeah. I heard was like snowflakes, like how all snowflakes are supposed to be like unique, but there's billions of them. So it's like they're not really worth anything. Like if you capture a single snowflake, it's not it's not worth anything. Right. But what if it's the best snowflake? Then you might have a business on your hand, Alec. There is like a guy, uh, I think he, he's a doctorate of, I think, physics. He knows how to build snowflakes did with a machine. Red? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Did, I don't know if that was- It's a, on Veritasium. Yeah, that's what it was. Thank uh... you. Yeah, that was super cool. He just like turns a bunch of n- knobs and dials and he's like, yeah, and you just do this and this is how you get this characteristic. He just like builds custom snowflakes. I love Veritasium. Yeah. Science YouTube is a good thing Science because movies. like education for free for the masses in an easily digestible way. Well, folks, we have run out of trivia and it looks like we've rolled into the station. Uh, cheers to you three for playing along and cheers to all of you for listening. Thanks for riding bus one and we will see you next time. Heck yeah. Wait, who won? Yeah, we didn't do final scores. Max by a lot. Yeah. Max one by a lot. One, Max one. Uh, yeah, it was totally. It looks like the final school. He came in and he swept the floor. Yeah, Max, I think what this really means is you just have a drinking problem. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, final scores Max had 10 points, Alec, through his challenge at zero, and Cameron at two. Yeah.